Woody Muller, y'all, what is up? How y'all doing? How y'all feeling? I hope you are well. You are now joined by myself, Jamil, and... Myself, Jared. Yes, Welcome to the episode. Yep, that is Neon Hotline Brisbane. Our episode was a good one because we had some really, really cool people that we will get to in a second. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. This but is going to be good. Is it going to be good? It's going to be a bad Like how good? Like the best. No, you're supposed to say like so good, like the milk. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I'm not influenced... But big dairy. There's no dairy. It's dairy free. This episode is not sponsored by So Good. So anyway, the point is, as we do like every other show, we give thanks. And Jared, would you like to take yeah, it away with our acknowledgement, please? We recognise this country as being lands taken care of by traditional owners and acknowledge the Yagra and Turbal people on whose land we are recording. We pay our respects to elders past and present and acknowledge Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders as First Nations people of Australia. Beautiful. I, I love it. I would also like to just give a little shout out to Northern Queensland, to the Daintree Forest mm-hmm. being returned to traditional owners. I know, I saw And that. how amazing that is. Just getting back to, to looking after nature and fighting global like environmental change the way it should be, I think. Mm-hmm. The next thing is to stop all the fracking and digging. Mm. We'll get there. Yeah. Eventually, one day. Hopefully. Now, uh, let's get into what we like to call Brisbane Melt. Oh, yeah. Are you should gonna... have some sound effects for that. Ba, 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 ba. I mean, like, <laughs> if it's Brisbane Melt, I feel like we should have, like, you know, construction work. I was going to just say, yeah, beep, beep, beep. Yeah. fuck out the way. Brisbane Melt. Jared, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, would you like to start off? Who is your business and artist of the month? Um, I've got three three songs. Oh, songs. Mm, three yeah. songs. The a new release from Chillin' It called oh. Susan's Son. Is it? Oh, is this his mum's tribute? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, I think his album's album's coming out shortly, mm. but this was like the first track of the new album. Sick. The next one which we might chat about later on in our discussion. Oh. Viva La Raza. Yeah. Yeah, by Stanley T. Mm-hmm. And uh, the last one, a bit of an overseas one, that's just a banger. Mm-hmm. A group called Mount Westmore. Big <laughs> subwoofer. Snoop. And the homies. They just, it's a banger. It's an absolute, it's, it's a track. It's a track. So get on to that one. It's a good, it's a, it's a, it's a keeper. Okay. Then a business. Yes. Shout out to uh, Bikram Yoga and Float Room in the Gabba. <gasps> I just smashed Bikram Yoga on the weekend and How nearly was it? died. Nearly died. Is that, that that's hot yoga, right? Yeah. So my <gasps> my sister in law is. Of course. Uh, Shout out to Kylie. <laughs> no, not that one. The other sister, my brother's wife. Oh, whoops. <laughs> Never mind. There's so many sisters. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, she, when I went and visited them in New York, they she's a, a Bikram Yoga instructor. So uh-huh. I went there with them and I nearly died. <laughs> and then the next time I, we went and visited them in Malaysia and I was like, oh, I nearly died last time. I'll be a little bit better. It was even worse. <gasps> so this time I was like, I've got this. Third time I chomped. <laughs> nearly died. It is, it's good. I, I think you'll enjoy it. But it's, it's really like it challenges you like mentally. It's weird. It's yoga. You were already fighting for your life for just some kind of cool touch. <laughs> and you say, I would enjoy that. No, it's good. It, uh, it is. It's a mental battle. Like I was lying down halfway in and the lady like starts opening the windows. Like, <laughs> oh! and, and I was just like, yes, I've survived 90 minutes. <sighs> then she starts closing the windows. You're halfway through. You've got to <laughs> go another. Wait, how long is it? 90 minutes, an hour and a half. 
in oh. 45 degree heat. No, mm. that's desperation. Moist. Ugh. Anyway, so Bikram Yoga, it is a treat. The mm. Gabba, it's a really cool space. Mm-hmm. So get out there and uh, go support. So yeah, those are my businesses and artists. <laughs> what is that love? Because next year we're going to be doing hot yoga. Yes. <laughs> It's a treat. It's a treat. Uh, so I'm going to shout out a couple of just businesses in a digital Alice. Mine is going to Dreamtime Aroha, which is basically mm. a black-owned business, and they are the creatives of the Jajam dolls, which Jajams are like children in um, language. And I just wanted to shout them out. The second one, I'm giving it to Pig Suit, which is a fashion house label um, by Rhiannon Daly. Daly? Daly? I forget. Um, so go check them out at Pig Suit. They are a Brisbane artist. And my digital um, is going to Bane, who is a local photographer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I, I asked you before if you had a word of the day or a fact of the day. I've got – it's a little a- bit of both. So what do you think prosopanganosia is? Prosopanganosia. Is that, where does that come from? The dictionary. (laughs) (laughs) Prosopanganosia. Pros. 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 Panga. I can't even define any of the words. So. Go on, what is it? I'm not going to let you guess it. Like last time you (laughs) guessed it straight out the gate. (laughs) So that's the word to describe. Butt hurt. (laughs) Butt hurt. (laughs) <laughs> Cecilie doesn't know Island Boys are. Um, it is the. In- I'm sorry. Can we just come to the fact that this guy has been giving so much sass today? I don't know no, what he's no. had. Some Cotty's cordial, the green kind, or something. Because it is like, I have been so nice. Everybody knows that I'm such a nice person. And I just feel like it's so disrespectful. But anyway, tell me what the definition of this word is. Oh, now you're not getting any. No, tell me the definition. (laughs) It is the inability to recognize people's faces. So the commonly known as face blindness. You know what? I was thinking prospect as in to look. That was how I was defining it to begin with. So I was like, oh, to look, to seek, to find. Mm. Well done. Yeah, I see you with your analytical mind. Wow. Pays to read books. <laughs> Do you know what? I, I have a, like a random fact. Go for it. Um, all, all toilets flush in E flat. Oh. So if you got on the piano and did E flat, it's the sound of a toilet flush. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a little bit too flat. Like that's an F major. <laughs> But anyway, talking uh, about reading books, yeah, you reckon you you read like four at a time? Yeah, hundred percent. Oh man, making everyone else feel not like insecure about their academic levels. <laughs> How does it make you feel insecure? Because I like, don't you read one at a time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get distracted. Plus, my mum, she kind of like is the reason I read that many books at a time because she she does it as well. Oh, okay. At least three or four. And I, I mean, I get bored and I can't read something more. Then 15 minutes on the, the one chapter. How's the canned book coming along? Have you finished it up yet? No. Okay. <laughs> no. Is it I think intense? I've got like another 30 pages to go. Kent is just intense because half 100%. the time I'm like arguing with him. Uh, that, that, like you reading that book for fun. That was one, like I had a book by Kent for university course, mm-hmm. environmental ethics. And he was the main <laughs> philosopher. And 
And I was, and I'm like, you reading this for fun? Yeah, 100%. Who wouldn't want to read Next you're going to say, fun? oh, you're reading Jared Diamond for fun, you know? No. She whiskers. No, I was, yeah. <laughs> no, but anyway. Wait, what, what books are you reading? Nothing right now. I was, I just finished up a book. It actually feels like along the lines of Jared Diamond, but it was, uh, oh, now you got me. I just finished it up. Yeah, he's lying. He hasn't read a I book have. since. You had de- talking about sass, just putting my business no, in the streets. No, I'm just saying you, 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 pro- you probably streets. shouldn't lie. I'm not lying. I'll send you a photo of the book when I get home. It's yeah, next to my table. that's a lie. So <gasps> in other news, Jared has only read the latest Audi catalog. Audi catalog. It's a page how, turner. Like, how do you, wait, hold on. Can I ask mm-hmm. you a question? Firstly, how do you feel when they're like, oh, there's a catalogue if you want to grab that? Firstly, do you grab a catalogue? No. Okay. Secondly, how do you feel when you're going, you already feel like shit because you're going to get takeout and then they ask mm. you, do you want to donate $2? Oh, they get me every time. Like I'm guilty. <laughs> if, I, if I'm at a takeout, I'm putting down $2 every time. <laughs> no, I'm done. That's why when those, the, mm, my worst, them, mm, those <laughs> people that k- get you at the robots, at the trap robots. The robots? <laughs> what robots? I fell, this I, man is living in 2080, I, 2130. I, I fell back into my South African. At the traffic lights. Oh. The people at the traffic lights, like in King George Square, where they're just like, come and talk to us about children in third world countries that right. we would like some money. And then you feel like a bastard just being like, I walk past you every day. I can't donate every day. <laughs> like, And they're not even wanting just, I'm like, every time I'm like, I got $20. I can give it to you. No, we need to put you on like some automatic contract to take money off your account every month. I'm like, no, bro, I've got Big money. guy with the $20 bills. Oh, no, I'm just like, I'll give you money, but then they never take it. Jokes, he's like, $20, but do you have change? <laughs> <laughs> I dare you. $15. Ah, <laughs> I knew it. Yeah, no, I always feel like terrible. Like, But, but that's the same kind of vibe. I'm just like, if I'm buying KFC, I'll yeah. give you $2. How, how do you how do you deal with it? Or you're like, just give me my burger, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> if okay, it depends on how hungry I am. If I'm really hungry, I'm like, no. Nah. Oh, so when you're struggling, like when you feel like hunger, like the child would be feeling that you're going to support, then you're like, no. Yep. Okay. I have no heart. Are you kidding? <laughs> I have a heart. I just I'm like, no. Tell nah. us more. So you don't have to lie. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not lying. The point is, I do give time, money, sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes is the key word. But anyway, oh, um, moving on with the show, we have some incredible guests coming on, and we're super, super excited. Like, how excited? Hold on to your socks. They're about to get knocked off. Oh, I was just gonna say, like, it's really like so good. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to use my Spanish. Go, 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 go. Um, hola. It's hola good. No, no. <laughs> hola y bien viendo uh, to New York Hotline Brisbane. Yay. Yeah. Yo, what's happening? What's up, Jad? How you doing? How you feeling? Oh, so stoked to be back in the studio again. Uh, why are you stoked? We have the two coolest guests. Uh-huh. Let me put it out there. Possibly the two coolest we've had. I'd say icons. Uh, icons. That's Easily. it. That's yeah, where yeah. we're at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On my left-hand side, mm-hmm. I've got Jackie, a.k.a. A- JLD. Mm-hmm. And across from me. Makami. Makami, a.k.a. Mac. We just hit it. 
So to get us started, yeah. why don't you ladies introduce yourself and let everyone know what you're up to. Sweet. Hola. I'm JLD, inviting you to vibe with me. I am originally from Melbourne and I've been an artist here in Brisbane for the last year. It's been a lot of fun immersing myself into the community. And yeah, I'm really excited to do my first radio podcast with y'all. Oh, we're excited. excited. Oh, oh, snaps. <laughs> that's so cool. Well, I'm Makami. I'm Brazilian and I've been living in Australia for like three years and a half. Um, I'm a photographer and creative director. And that's what I do. Like, and that's how um, DLD. JLD. JLD. <laughs> JLD um, know each other yeah. from this community, like RT underground art community here oh, in Australia. Yeah. It's very true how you put it, like this arts underground scene, because it is an underground scene. Mm. So uh, JLD, I first met you at, um, I'm pretty sure it was Battle of. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, yo, who who is this one? <laughs> Walking through, acting like hot stuff. And I was like, you know what? I, I have to know what, because I was like, I know she's some kind of creative. I just really got to know. And she's like, oh, I'm just starting out as a poet. Just moved up from Melbourne. And I was like, mm-hmm. Let me watch this space. Let me watch this space. And now you've just flourished how I've seen on your social media thus far. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give roses where they're due. You know what I'm saying? And then Mikami, like I saw you from afar. Mm. From afar. More wow. like, you know how you just like stalking people on Instagram? I was about to say creeper vibes. Yeah, oh my like amazing <laughs> creeper vibes. No, I'm not going to be that jeepest creeper style. No, no, no. It's like, you know, when people post their photos and you're like, oh, who was the photographer that did that? And I was like, Mikami. Like, That's a cool name. Like, who is this Mikami? And then I kind of started seeing all your posts and your photos and I was like, yo. Uh, Dang. And then mm. I finally seen you and then it finally plucked up some courage to actually talk to you like maybe like a year later, but you know. Girl, come on, no anywhere for I know, I know. For one year. I know, I know. You know, there's a lot of people to meet and a lot of people to see, mm. you know, you gotta and, just oh And you already got so many people on your Shut up. Your contact list. <laughs> <laughs> on my contact list. <laughs> on your contact list. I want to have make that, you know, um, that old school in the 80s, how you oh, had that Rolodex. Rolodex. And you're just like <laughs> flicking through other people like, yes. oh, what photography do you know? Oh, hold oh. on. Let me hey. just. <laughs> <laughs> Makami. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one you want. But yeah, I just wanted to give a little bit of a spiel as to how I came across these lovely two icons. But Jared, yeah. did you have a question you want to start with? I just wanted to start and say your most recent song, is it Ariba? Yeah. Is that how you pronounce it? Ariba, but well, yeah, Ariba, yeah. yeah. I, I wasn't going to go for it because I know I can't roll my R's that well. <laughs> but go on. I just wanted to say Ariba. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Absolute banger. Thank you like, so much. Do you want to tell us just how that whole, because it's a collab, right? Oh, so yeah. how that came to, together in in Brisbane. Yeah. So um, I was hit up by DJ Bowles and he had been friends with my best friend, uh, Katie, who mm. is DJ Zilla here in yeah. Brisbane. And yeah, he was like asking her, like, do you know anyone who does songwriting or speaks another language or sings? And she was like, yeah, yeah, you know, my <laughs> best friend. Yeah, she's, she's pretty cool. You should hit her up. And I like had been doing songwriting for other people, but I hadn't actually released any of my own music. And he asked me like, do you want to just like write something for this, like, you know, club banger? And I was like, all right. 
Spanish? And he was like, yes. So I just like wrote some like, you know, chill. Well, not really chill, but you know, <laughs> lyrics for that. And I just had fun with it. And oh, that was- Such a vibe that comes through like so, like it's such a good tune. Thank you. I just like really wanted to like have a bit of a hype Spanish club song mm-hmm. that I can like have a boogie to and just, mm. you know, be able to have like my first feature as a like, you know, as a vocalist, not just as a poet or, you know, songwriter to actually have my voice on something. So that was a really good opportunity, mm-hmm. definitely. And, and is it something that you would pursue in the future, like getting into more of those, like would you get actually, on? Actually, oh, yes. Yes. Um, so I have a song coming out, not as a feature artist, but as like the like an artist alongside DJ Boss called Casanova. Oh. And oh. that's going to be coming out in the next couple of months. Oh. So we're doing the music video next month and I'm very excited because it's in English and in Spanish. Mm. And I am like incredibly happy with how <laughs> it's sounding. We just recorded it on Monday night. So oh. congrats yeah. and keep your eyes on this space. <laughs> you know what? I think I only know like two Spanish words. <laughs> oh. Tell oh. us, yeah. Oh. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, like you know, obviously, hola, mm-hmm. and um, caliente. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> so what I was gonna add to. You, like, you, you bring out this new song, so I was gonna be like, muy caliente. Yeah, <laughs> that's all the Spanish you're getting. But, um, <laughs> that's all you no, need. Give us more. Give us more. Um, <laughs> No siento. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Um, um, Yeah, no, that's freaking cool. And you've now started with a a band with um, Accomplice Collective. Yes. So kind of how did that come into effect for you? Was that just like you just jumped into it or? No, actually I was like found. (laughs) Wow, found. So so I did my first ever uh, show at Battle of Last December, so like, you know, just nearly a year ago now. And at that show, I did poetry and singing. And uh, Nick from the band, he saw me performing and said like, hey, would you like to perform with Accomplice? Like we do improv jazz, like, you know, just you can do your poetry as well. And I said, absolutely. I've never done improv Mm -hmm. in my life before. But this year in January, first week of January, I started the year off with a bang. <laughs> I did my first show with them and I've been performing performing on and off with them since. And we even did a Latin night, which was in February. And that was so much fun. I just only sung in Spanish the whole time. And I really? even like had my mom come and have a boogie. So oh. yeah, good vibes, good vibes. <laughs> 100%. Lots of good opportunities with them, definitely. Oh, I was just going to say, Makwami, just talking about the collab space, how have you found moving to a new country and then plugging into the right spaces with your photography and art form? How, how have you found that transition into a new mm. culture, I suppose? Like how do you uh-huh. get your connections? Uh-huh. Okay, I feel that like I met everyone at Bed Olive as well. Actually, um, I went to a collab club at AV Club, at AV club mm. um, last year. Mm-hmm. And that's where I met everyone. And like I met uh, um, Abby that mm-hmm. runs Bad oh, Olive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like I'm a very open person. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's maybe because I'm a Latin as well. I feel like that's very cultural of being, being like open and sociable, you know, mm-hmm. like um, 
So I just like introduced myself to everyone, like, hey, how are you doing? You know, kind of like a, a really fit an open person. And I met Abby. And then I was like, oh, yeah, by the way, if you need like a photographer or whatever, I'm keen. And then she was like, hell yeah, let's do it. And then like I start taking photos for them and like exhibiting. Um, and then I met everyone else. So like that's how I met this community. And then like that's how I trendi trendi transitioned um, to this community here just because like in Brazil I used to study film mm. I didn't really do photography mm. I started doing photography here in Australia because I arrived and then I was like um, usually to make videos and movies or whatever you need a big crew and I didn't know anyone And then, but I had my camera on and I was like oh yeah I don't know um, anyone but I can still do my thing and I'm a very independent person so mm. I was just like I don't want to depend on anybody I'm just going to get my camera invite friends and just start taking photos of them so like that's how I started um, and here I am now, just like doing what I love, following my dreams, and oh, yeah, that's it. Girls. I, so yeah, go on. No, I was, well, I was just going to follow that up with. I saw, um, like I was telling you earlier, just creeping a bit on the internet, just <laughs> getting some backup information. <laughs> but I saw like where you're from. Mm -hmm. You were saying it's really happy place, like bright and that. Whereas your 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 photographs are a little bit more, I would say stern maybe. I don't know if that's the right word, more like... Poignant. I don't even know yeah, what this poignant. means. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, like just like... Intent, the intensity in, is intense, high. Yes, it's, it's pretty intense. Where do you get your, where do you get your ideas and your inspiration from with, um, with setting out your photos? Because they look, mm -hmm. as much as they look organic, you can definitely see this thought behind it. And it's not just like, take out my camera, take a photo. There's uh -huh. lots of thought behind it. So yeah. yeah. No, it's funny because like I usually really go with the flow for some shoots i do think lots about it but i try not to overthink mm -hmm. because i feel that like more you overthink less you produce mm -hmm. and sometimes i not even sometimes like i say that i'm not a perfectionist either i'm more a maker than a perfectionist yeah. like i prefer just like doing and going with the flow um and i just feel that like every artist and everyone are just like their references so like everything that they've been through every book that they've read all the music that they listen to so like that's um, um, makes you an art, not what makes you an artist, but like um, that's how you build who you are, you know, like all the things that you've yeah. learned before and like even your friends and things like that. So I feel like it's just very natural, even that people think that I overthink my work, I don't actually do it. Yeah. Maybe like the only one that I overthinked a little bit was Metamorphosis. It's probably my biggest work so far. Yeah. Um, there was like a story of a butterfly and I made like a fashion story. But like, but even this, it came so naturally. I was just like, I had this idea about growth and even about like um, me as an artist. Um, I don't want to explain because it's like a long story, but like. Go ahead. No, yeah, I, I really love this project because, well, it, was, it came out of nowhere, as I told you. And like the first um, chapter is the egg. Um, so it's just like a girl in a white background with like some white blocks, white dress. So like it represents my beginning as a photographer. You know, you're just like a blank canvas. And then the second one is the caterpillar. So if you see the photo, it's just, there are so many things going on, lots of colors and like lots of patterns and you're just like, what the hell is going on here? And it's, you know, like when you just start learning a lot and you just want it all and you start doing like lots of crazy shit and then you're just like, like literally doing so many stuff and you start to get messy. Like, and then the third chapter is the pupa. There's the time where you kind of like breathe, look inside, have a time for yourself and just kind of like chill a bit and try to know who you are as an artist. And then the last one, there's the butterfly. There's kind of like the, moment <laughs> um but it's funny because like i didn't 
or like it, this came so naturally. It's not yeah. that like I was planning it all. Everything was like just matching. So yeah, like that's it. So like that's sure. what I mean. Like sometimes it looks like that I thought about lots about it, yeah. but it comes just naturally. I don't know. Like just my references probably you know that like makes who I am right now. So, yeah. That's freaking awesome. Like, you know a creative when they're just like, ah, it's effortless. It just <laughs> Like, you know, metamorphosis. I'm an egg. I'm a butterfly. Look at me fly. You know what I mean? That's freaking awesome. Like, I love that story of your transition or metamorphosis. Uh, thank you. But, like, it couldn't be real without all the team that is behind it. That's mm -hmm. something that, like, I always like to highlight. Because people are like, oh, Makami, you're amazing. But, like, I wouldn't be here right now if you weren't the person... With, uh, the people that I collaborate with, mm. yeah. you know? So like but there yeah. are so many makeup mm. artists, stylists, models. So like it's big people behind it, like mm. lots of people behind it. Sure. So yeah. Freaking cool. And cause now you uh, have, like, there's a lot of accomplishments that we can talk about for you as well. Mm. But um, I wanted to just Don't. bring up, uh, <laughs> both of you, obviously, um, but you got House of Iris now. Yes. So that's a, a new project that you just thought, was it this year? Or yes, year? with Lewis Campbell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw yeah. that and I was like, yeah, that's fire. How did that come <laughs> about? Like, did, did you know Lewis beforehand and you were just like, we need to do something? Yes, I know Lewis now like for one year or something right. like that. And then <clears throat> we were just like talking about having an exhibition <gasps> um, just with photographers. Like it will be him and I and like four more photographers and then I found this little venue in Highgate Hill um, and then like it was the perfect space and like Louisa and I were like oh yeah that's perfect it looked like a gallery um, it was like very chill you know and I feel like Louisa and I were like very chill people you know <laughs> um, and then everything was perfect we were almost like saying yes that's the place and then the guy was like oh yeah by the way we can only have 25 people because um, it's, a, it's a small venue and I was like in because of COVID, and I was like, oh my gosh, 25 people, it's no one. Okay, there, we, don't, we don't want something massive, but like something that small, it's just like, um, maybe not. And then we reached out Julian Darcy, mm. and now he has like Van Space, he's running Van Space. Yes. And Julian is a friend of mine because of AV Club, mm -hmm. because I was a resident at AV Club and Julian was there at the time. And I was like, hey, Joel, so Louis and I want, like, are thinking about like running a... Um, um, an exhibition and he was like oh yeah come here and check the space and then after I checked the space I told Louis I was like Louis we can literally put 40 people in there it's a huge space so like in the end of the day it was more because of this space that like House of Iris became House of Iris mm. uh, and yeah. then we, we were just think, we just thought like about only inviting photographers because we didn't really know um, exhibitions just with photographers mm -hmm. they're always like painters you know mm. like and it's funny because like usually they, they get the best the best spots <laughs> and like the photographers are always in the little corner and we were Aww. like it's time to highlight our local photographers oh yeah for sure yeah and then one day I was hanging out with Zaid I don't know if you guys know Zaid he's like a, yep. a painter and then I was, I was telling him about this and then he was like Makami, but like 40 photographers, I don't even know not 40 photographers. I was like, you will. <laughs> you know, like, that's what this is about now. Yeah. So, yes. yeah. I love the collaborations that are going on in Brisbane, but you mentioned Zaid and it was the first time I'd been to a, an art exhibition in just a house in suburbia. I know. I was like, wow. Uh -huh. um, and I was like, well, where did you put all your furniture? And they're like, oh, you know, we chucked it out. <laughs> we just let it bear. And I was like, freaking cool. But I'm um, Jackie, um, JLD, sorry. How did you come up with your name, JLD? It's 
my initials, actually. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I just, I couldn't figure out any other name. I was like, I don't know. I'm Jackie. I'm Mexican. I'm Uruguayan. I'm a mix. I'm just like so many things. And I just wanted to just be me. And JLD vibe with me just mm-hmm. felt right because mm-hmm. that's how I introduced myself. I was like, JLD vibe with me. And I love the whole idea of being able to stain people with the emotions I'm conveying to them. Like that's literally like vibe, positive, negative, whatever you want, you're going to vibe with me, you know? Like this is how I want to portray myself and this is how I want to move people. So just JLD, it's literally just me. <laughs> I like that use of word, uh, stain. Yeah. You've stained me. Like, it's no imprint. You've stained Stain. me. No, that's freaking cool. Um, I guess the question I was going to allude to was, um, you previously said that in your previous time, you were a Mexican folk singer. Yes. So like, when did that start? And then when did you kind of transition and move on to your next creative projects? So um, Mexican folk music is also known as rancheras. Sorry, say that again. (laughs) Rancheras. Okay. (laughs) So like uh, stuff that also like mariachis play. Yeah. And I did that since I was four or five years old in Melbourne up until I was 15 years old up here, like growing up as a teenager in Brisbane. So, yeah, I just like, you know, teenage rebellion. I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. (laughs) But it always has been part of me. Like I did it professionally for so many years. Like I was performing in in Melbourne. I went overseas to perform. Like my parents took me with them and it was very fun. I remember most of it, but there's also (laughs) stuff that like – I am like, oh, yeah, I remember that from pictures Mm -hmm. because I was so young. Mm -hmm. But my mom still has so many of the, you know, traditional outfits and she brings them out to me. She even, like, tailors them to, like, you know, my body now compared to, like, you know, when it used to fit me when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I love to, like, be able to still bring out those, like, traditional outfits into my, like, art artistry now. Yeah, is yeah. that the so I was watching the music video for again, excuse my pronunciation, but Viva La Raza. Oh, La Viva La Raza. Raza. Yeah. Yes. That music video is really cool. Is that is that one of your outfits? Yes, like, that- that's a um yeah, definitely a traditional dress that we dance in. Uh it's cause like my parents had a a uh, Mexican singing and dancing crew uh, oh, yeah. over in Melbourne <laughs> and we try to like, you know, you know, we always like kept like doing that even up in Brisbane, like my my mum and I, we were like dancing and singing at like, you know, the Spanish club that's in Southside. I haven't been there in many, many years, but I was like performing in like the mariachi dress and like the sombrero and everything. And then I did that, like the song, like the, I was doing songwriting for my friend Stanley T. Mm -hmm. I actually went to high school with him. I've known him for 12, 13 years now. Mm -hmm. He was like, hey sis, can you like write Spanish rap? And I was like, oh, I can try. <laughs> <laughs> like, and he came around and yeah, I wrote the rap for so him. So you wrote, you wrote on that song? That, yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. I wrote the rap, the Spanish rap in that song. And that was my first JLD collaboration ever. And I am so incredibly thankful to be able to have done that with someone that I 
I've been close to for many years. And Stanley T is an amazing artist who's very big in the Islander community mm-hmm. uh, with his, you know, Samoan background. And he's just very like, you know, becoming well known and he's like honed on his skills ever since like, high school. So I was like really excited to be able to bring my culture into that piece of work. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. And dance in it. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good music video. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's a good track as well. It's really good. Yeah. That's, yeah. Very fun. Yeah, mm. exactly. That's, I think that's why I like it because it's just so vibrant and full of laughter and just. Ooh. Gets you moving. <laughs> that, that, yeah. Correct. It gets you moving. Stains you. Yeah. <laughs> I think this episode is going to be called The Stain. Anyway. <laughs> um question now let's let's get into the real heart of it oh wow no i'm kidding Seriously. i'm kidding i should close the notebook i'm like wow this is gonna be good it's getting deep. Deep. This is like a, this is your life moment no so we were saying in the in the background before that you guys have never heard of the brisbane uh what is it called latin fiesta and it's like a, a latin festival that just occurred like last week or something i wanted to go but you know i didn't go i went to a vogue ballroom Oh, I thought you were going to yeah. say you're at the sunflower, sunflowers. No. <laughs> Shut what? up. <laughs> 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 Jared, I'm not going to look at you anymore. But you guys have like never heard of this Latin festival before. And I was like, oh, yeah, I, I don't think anybody else really knew. Yeah, no, it definitely wasn't really uh, promoted. Mm-hmm. Or like, I didn't really see advertising for it either. I no, was, Yeah, I don't think I did. I was just like, oh, yeah, when I saw it in the notes that you said, I was like, oh. Should I look this up? <laughs> <laughs> but it's already over. I literally Google it. Hundred <laughs> percent. So, like, uh, we say that in like Melbourne and Victoria in New South Wales, that there's a high presence of different kind of uh, diverse backgrounds. I guess because migration and so forth and the dense populations of those cities, right? So, and then you come to Brisbane, and it's just like open spaces everyone kind of just spreads out mm-hmm. what was your draw card to I know you moved over here mm-hmm. from Brazil right yeah and you were going to study English yes and then you just decided to stay yes did you go anywhere else other than Brisbane to live yes no well, okay so <laughs> what was like your draw card to immediately just come to like Brisbane of all places girl the weather the weather oh, for sure <laughs> oh I come from a city that's like summer all year. And then like I was researching and I was just like, no way I'm going to Melbourne. (laughs) And then I was like, I researched about Sydney as well. I was like, oh, not that bad. But like, I was like, "Um, okay, what's the third option? And then like there was Brisbane there. I was like, oh yeah, maybe that's the right place to be. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so when you came here, did you know anybody? No. No. So it was just like fresh Fresh, fresh, fresh. How did you kind of absorb yourself? Were you going to uni or something like that? And that's um, how you English school. English school. Here in Brisbane, yeah. Okay, and that's how you kind of connected with um, other the, people or the Latin community? Pardon? With other people or the Latin community? Um, with Latin community for sure. Right, okay. Um, but like I also met some people from Germany. Okay. Um, Spain. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just feel like when you're, when you're studying English, mm-hmm. Um, you don't really know Australians. It, yeah. It's it's so funny because like in my first year here, I didn't really know. Like the only Australians that I, Australians that I knew were my teachers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, yeah. So that's how I met. Start meeting like my Brazilian friends. Mm-hmm. And even like two years ago, um, I went to the LGBT parade. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. then like that's um, when I met some, uh, some 
part of my other friends as well, Brazilian mm -hmm. friends. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Mm, interesting. Mm. Cool, 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 cool. Jared, you went to the Pride Festival, didn't you? I went to the Pride Festival this year. Yeah, it was yeah, really good. Yeah. It's yeah. Like I was going to say, it's just like super like mix of mm -hmm. everyone. And uh, it's really cool to see even even people that weren't in part of the parade. Like mm -hmm. as you walk down Brunswick, there's all like the apartments and people will like have flags yes, out of the window yes. and like shouting out the windows, support really and nice. stuff. It's so, so beautiful that uh -huh. people can actually get behind it. And it's not yeah. like, I suppose it used to be, you know, it's more mm -hmm. just like, Easy going. Celebrate mm. happiness. Mm. My yeah. mom actually had a question for you. She said, are you going to join next year and ride your bike and hold beads? Have right. you ever seen that? I, so I saw the motorbike, like I say guys, the, the motorbike riders came past, mm -hmm. but I just heard like in the background, <laughs> but I'd be at the back like, me, me, move out the way. <laughs> She's like, you should definitely get in the festival next what, year. Uh, yeah. Did you say beads? Yeah. Bees. Like at the Mardi Gras festival. Like oh. <laughs> you had the V's, like Jerry Springer. Like, well, I was, Jerry! No, I was carrying a, a banner this, this year. So, ah. I, you know, I'm in the mix. Sick. Yeah, Love yeah. it. <laughs> so, Jack, JLD. <laughs> Moving to Melbourne. Moving from Melbourne mm. to Brisbane. What was it like uh, with that transition of your friends we, to school? Was it a diverse kind of school or was it? Uh, you know, a lot of, uh, uh, I had a lot of Australian friends. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. So uh, mainly when I was, you know, when I came here and I was with my mom, mm -hmm. I was just a teenager really um, going from the end of primary school into high school. And the like Spanish friends we had were from like Spanish church we went to in Southside, but we didn't necessarily like live in Southside, so we mm -hmm. lost contact with most of them. I only really knew like two Latinos in my primary school, maybe like one Latino in my grade when I went to high school and then like just like random, you know, people that I'd just meet through them. But I was like the main Latino, <laughs> like in my... The, the one. Yeah. <laughs> I was the one. <laughs> but... I really wanted to like be able to get to know more people up in Northside, but it, there's not a lot of a, you know, a large Latin like Spanish community here in Northside. Like, well, in my side, yeah, yeah up Northside. in Northside, yes, yeah. but definitely like more in like Southside. I've noticed. Mm -hmm. is, is that something like I find, and it might just be my my experience, but it's moving from South Africa, I kind of want to integrate more into Australian. Mm -hmm. society have Australian I've got a lot of South African mates but those are people that I knew from back home that have mm -hmm. moved here but I kind of try and stay away like not stay away like mm -hmm. if, if there's there's like a sporting event I'm always like yeah woo woo but like I don't want to go out to a South African party like to a, a South uh -huh. African like it feels like I'm just like nah you like it's the right. it's no, the wrong like, type of people like I just want to be out with no but like do you know why it's not even about uh, because like they're South Africans, it's because like you need to find people that relate with you uh, yeah. because of other things, because of things that you like, not mm. because you came from the same place. Yeah, that's you exactly know? it. I found that yeah. that was a big thing that I wasn't really relating to a lot of Latinos that I did meet because, I, well, I don't know, you know, raised differently, different yeah, life experiences 100%. and different, you know, different ideals. So I am now meeting more people in the Latin community that do like have the same kind of like 
ways of thinking, mm-hmm. you know, ways of expression, like mm-hmm. like Mac, like definitely an amazing artist to have met, like amazing photographer to have met in the last year. When we met each other, like we, like that's what bonded us as well, like mm. being Latin, mm. like but because we liked art, mm. you know. Mm. So we we're like, oh my gosh, you're like like you're an artist and you're Latin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, finally, <laughs> it's like a win-win situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah it felt really good, <laughs> definitely. Do you yeah. guys know much about, so it was maybe before COVID that, so when I've walked into the city on like a Friday night or a Saturday night, there's the the big Brisbane library that's opposite the hotel. There was always like Latin music and mm-hmm. just a crowd of dance, mm-hmm. like, but really good dancing. And I would always stand on the side and just be like, wow, this is amazing. Oh, have, have, have you guys ever been to that on like a Friday night and got involved? Oh, I haven't been there on a Friday night, but I recently went to a... Uh, Cloudland on a Thursday oh. night. Heard oh. about this? Oh, I think you're a little bit too expensive for us, Eddie. Wow. Wow. It was a good time. Not gonna lie. Yeah. Like, yeah, it looks really like nice and bougie in there. But goodness, like everyone was just—I had never been immersed with so many Latin people in a long time. But everyone was full on dancing or just chill dancing but seeing the live band as well I was like oh my gosh I want to meet them (laughs) I want to perform with you (laughs) it it looked really good definitely I'm gonna go back Mm. what was that event I've heard about it it's like salsa nights on a Thursday night every week oh nice forever (laughs) 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 like speaking that existence yeah i love that though because you got a lot of different venues that are trying to have these events so like you know my friend has dirty sultan and he tries to put on this like a lot of um like he had the Afrobeats event. I think he had a Caribbean night. Mm. And just the amount of clientele and the kind of people that come through, it's just like, wow, where were you guys before? Yeah. I never <laughs> seen you in my life. Where are you Not hiding? that I'm in the city all the time, but no, I love that. Mm. Um, so I guess, oh, what was my question? And I've got something in my eye. Oh, yeah, okay there. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Blink, it, it helps. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you, it's a trick. You all, they're listening. Blink. <laughs> Oh, wait, I'm recording this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine, I'm fine. Um, the question was, what do you think the... What do you think Brisbane needs to kind of propel the Latin community a little bit more? Like unite? In, unite, but also just showcase it a little bit more. Because mm-hmm. like, you know, we've just said about the Latin Festival, we didn't really know about it until mm-hmm. after the fact. Yeah. Mm. So what do you like, do you think we need more events? Do you need more exposure? Do we need like- Definitely the exposure. Yeah. And like promote it so we can know that it's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that fiesta, that like the festival you're telling us about, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. And I would have loved to have known mm-hmm. to be able to have met more of the Latin community and, you know, eat, <laughs> eat the food. <laughs> <laughs> eat the food. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, definitely more exposure. Mm-hmm. I would love to, mm-hmm. to see more of it. Get some more stores. Stores. Yeah, yeah. So I can like have a quicker way to, you know, get the the flour for my mom to like make tortillas with her. Like, you know, like there's just not enough uh, places that I've seen that export, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the food. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I also think like if we have more events, even if it's not specific cult, like even if it's not your culture, I feel like 
the expat communities that are here support mm-hmm. other expat. Like mm. when we went to the Afro Beats Festival, it wasn't 100%. just African pe- mm-hmm. like expats. It was other expats that are like, oh yeah, we're in the same position as you. So I think if people mm-hmm. put on more events, mm-hmm. there's enough there's enough support from, doesn't just have to be Australian people, but it's everyone that's just like, yeah, that's something different. Mm. And I know mm-hmm. how I feel always being an expat, you know, you go in and get supportive and try something different. Mm-hmm. The food, mm-hmm. oh. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, oh, oh food. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's your favorite, like favorite home dish that you can only get when you're back home, like traditional? Um, <laughs> I'm holding my heart already. No, like there are many, many things, but like something that I really miss because I used to eat for breakfast every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a thing called beiju. That's pretty much like tapioca mm-hmm. flour, but like yeah. not, not in the way that like the Japanese do because I know they like they, ha- they sell here in Japanese yeah. store, mm-hmm. but like kind of make a bread out mm-hmm. of it. Oh, and then, yeah, and then we put like uh, banana, but like the, um, pl- plantain. Pl- plantain, yeah, yeah, like um, cooked plantain. Uh-huh. So like it's very, very soft. So you just like smash and put like um, cheese as well, like melted cheese, and then you close, and then you just eat like this <laughs> sweet banana with um, cheese inside. Is um, oh, I just got tingly. Oh my gosh, <laughs> so delicious, and it's crunchy. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. No, that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's just crunchy. So it's like it's crunchy, sweet, and there's cheese on it. So it's just like it's perfect. You know what I mean? Oh, mm. that sounds glorious. Oh my god, JLD, blow our minds. Okay. Well, um, my personal favorite, yep. uh, tacos al pastor. So it's like <laughs> hit us again with that. Hit us again with that. <laughs> I love this yeah. already. Yeah. Tacos al pastor. So okay. it's um tacos like that the butcher makes so it's like freshly cut meats with this fresh made tortilla and like like herbs like you know like um coriander and like lemon and like some onion and it's just all like the flavors just come together because it's all just completely fresh and i fell in love with it in mexico definitely like it sounds simple but it the like the flavors just blew my mind mm. <sighs> simple is usually the best yeah, you can mm. see, you can like taste all the flavors, you know. It's just like it all mm-hmm. comes together. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Jamila, tell us what you're growing up. What's your look back food that you like? Mm, Mom used to make it the best. Anything that she makes. Oh is the yeah. Best. <laughs> oh, oh, that's nice. So oh, no, oh uh, my mom makes um oxtail. <sighs> it's yeah, it. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> when the meat just falls off the, you know, it's such a big dish in our family that everyone asks for it like once a year from her. So, you know, you know, it's good when she gets asked from it mm. all the time. Mm. But um, yeah, what, what? Okay, what dish did you no, have? No, we don't have like, there weren't too many traditional dishes that we had, but going fishing with my old man and then cooking the fish the same day. Like yeah. fresh. Oh, wow. That's On my the barbecue. Christmas right there. Oh, man. <laughs> Do you ever mm. like go crab fishing? Like crabbing? There wasn't. I used to do spearfishing, so I would pick up, yeah, like, right. we could pick up crabs and lobsters, not lobsters, crayfish. Yep. But um, never with pots like they do here. Oh, no. Mm. Uh, just, yeah, no. You're not one of us. That, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, talking about missing food from back home, how have mm. you guys, I mean, you, you're fortunate with your mom around the corner <laughs> and stuff, but Mac, how have you found it with, like, family and friends overseas and that, like, feels like the gaps got even bigger now with yeah, COVID no. and no mm. traveling and yeah and like it's funny because I'm not really um like a, I'm not home I'm a homesick person you know mm-hmm. like 
um, and it's just me and my mom, and like we talk very often. Yeah. Um, and like usually I'm I'm chill about it, but like it's been three years and a half, and yeah. I was going mm-hmm. last year to visit my family, and then COVID happened. Mm-hmm. So like now I'm, I'm super homesick, like yeah. at the moment. Yeah. Um, like for the past year, I've just been like, oh my gosh, it's been a very long time. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's, it's weird. I it's feel just that. Weird. And yeah. my family's in Melbourne. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's fair enough. To like. my family listening, I love you and I'll see you soon. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> love you all. <laughs> yeah, they're just, um, I haven't seen them in two and a half years. Mm. I was meant to go last year, but, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. everything hit the fan. And, yeah, and I'm, I'm really excited. I'm definitely, you know, homesick with my family just yeah. in the same country. But I'm thankful that I do. Do you have my mom here in Brisbane with me? Yeah. yeah that helps, mm. man. Mom's yeah. the best. Oh. Mommy. My, yeah. my parents have just left South Africa like first time since COVID started. They've gone to see my brother. Mm-hmm. So they've arrived like- I spo- Yeah, in England. So yeah. I spoke to them on the phone mm-hmm. and it was my brother and my parents. And I was just like, oh, oh. oh. <laughs> broken hearts. Just, oh man. But, <laughs> got to do what you got to do. Mm. I mean, the borders are opening up pretty soon, right? Yeah. What is Hopefully. like going back to Melbourne, first point of call for you? Definitely will be in January. In January. Yeah. And yeah. Mac, for you, like, soon as... I have no idea. Yeah. No. Yeah. Just... Just waiting. You... I'm just literally waiting. Okay. 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 Um, do you... Like, what are your plans for the future? Are you oh. going to stay here? Mm. Are you going to move around the country? Like, permitting COVID blows over? Well... I'm a very um, present-orientated person. Ah, so, like, I try not to plan too much just because, like, if you look back and you see and you think about, like, all the things that you've planned before, mm-hmm. most of them probably <laughs> didn't happen mm. the way that you thought that they would, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, I just try to live, like, not day by day, but, like, I try not to plan too much ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I have no idea <laughs> what the future holds for me. <laughs> Let's see how it goes. That's interesting how you say that because I come to the point of like everyone's journey is not on a linear path, right? Mm -hmm. Like you can go on so many different kind of journeys just to get to Mm -hmm. what you really want. And I think I saw something in um, an article that you were were in, obviously. And uh, you were like, you know, I didn't know that I was going to go into the area of photography. Mm -hmm. Kind of like just happened, I guess, Mm -hmm. gradually. So... Can you explain that a little bit more? Like, how did you jump into the space of photography? Like, I, I know you had... I kind of explained already. Did because, you, like, in Brazil, I did marketing and advertising at uni. That's the part I wanted to know. Like, why yeah. did you do marketing and advertising? Why? Yeah. Because at the time, like, I'm from a city called Salvador. Mm-hmm. It's a big, it's a very big city, but, like, we don't have... Um, at least at the time, we didn't have, f- like, film school. Mm. And, like, I really want to do, like, film school. Mm-hmm. And like I end up doing marketing and advertising. <laughs> okay, not a very cool story. <laughs> um, but then I done it, and like honestly, I don't regret. I've learned so much. Like even like um, how to run business and things like that. You know, mm-hmm. like it's, it's a very useful university. But as soon as I finished, I was working, um, but I was like not happy with it. I was like that's not what I really want. And then I just started studying film. Mm-hmm. And then I was just like, yeah, I'm going to follow my passion. And I started um, studying film and I thought I would be a movie director. Mm. And like, even when I chose Brisbane, actually, like what something of the things um, there was like, oh my gosh, maybe like that's the city because like there's such a um, film, big film industry mm-hmm. around here. And I was like, oh yeah, maybe that's the right place to be. But as I told you before, I came here, like I, I didn't even finish my film school. Mm-hmm. 
I came here um, to learn English. Um, and then I didn't know many people. I didn't know, like, I didn't have a crew to make videos with. So I just had my camera and just, I, I started shooting friends. That's how it started. Mm. I guess I was kind of alluding to your, the purpose of how you do things. And uh, uh -huh. I guess what I'm trying to get to is people overthink things, which have you said previously. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that can stop people from doing what they really want to do. Mm. And I've noticed in both of um, you at the moment, you guys have just like jumped into things or opportunities have come your way and you're just like, boom, I'm going to do that. Mm -hmm. And that's going to take me into these different places. And I see you, you've explained this before, like you're a serendipitous person, you take what you come, what comes to you. Is that also for you as well? Like this independence of like taking ownership of what comes your way and yeah. just jumping with it? Well, like I did not think I'd be an artist two years ago. Oh, <laughs> 100%. Yeah, like I had just been, you know, doing my chill thing and then I got like really sick at the end of 2019. So I was uh, kind of like in lockdown before lockdown was a thing. Mm -hmm. And I had so much time to myself that I was looking through my notes on my phone and I was like, damn, like I'm writing poetry and I didn't even know I was writing poetry. <laughs> and I started showing my friends. I like ended up like getting into modeling uh, like over a year ago. And that's how I started meeting people in the creative community, like photographers, videographers, mm -hmm. artists. And the, it was so inspiring that I was like, damn, like I want to start showing my stuff. And I gained a whole level, like new level of confidence that I'd never had in my life before like I I live a life where I do have anxiety and I started being able to express myself in different creative forms to help with that and be able to also it's very therapeutic mm -hmm. I find and I have really exceeded my own expectations you know I didn't think I'd be doing this today like you know a year ago I didn't <laughs> think I'd be here I was so thankful to get the opportunity to be part of Bad Olive. I had been manifesting that for like months prior to that, just to meet Abby. Oh, <laughs> you know? really? I was manifesting that for, yeah, since the start of uh, COVID lockdown, I was like, damn, I want to be part of a show. I want to be interviewed. <laughs> like, and I hadn't even released any poetry, any song, like hadn't even started songwriting. I just knew that it was something that I wanted to go down. And I'm just like, okay, like, I don't want to be in a mindset of what's next because in the last year things have just fallen into place without, you know, me having to force it. Mm -hmm. So I'm just allowing this creative flow to continue to be able to live a life of, you know, the abundance that is meant for me really and continue the attitude of gratitude that I have. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm really thankful for all the opportunities that have come my way. Sometimes that, that organic growth is just like the best. Mm. Like it's the, the metamorphosis that yeah. just happens naturally. <laughs> That's just like where you should be going. I'm a right? butterfly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're all, all butterflies. Are, yeah. yeah, we are all butterflies. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> I'll be a monarch. Yes. But it's literally like follow your instincts. You yeah. know, like mm. don't be afraid. Of course, like... Mm. You shouldn't be afraid of some things, but like, don't be afraid of everything. Or like, this is just going to hold you back. Like, what's yeah. the you point? You never know until you try. Exactly. Mm. And mm. then like, um, some, like an expression that I didn't know that Australians didn't know, mm. they were having Portuguese, just like, 
um, the answer no, you already have. So like, if you ask if you can like do something or not, like if you don't ask, you already kind of don't have the no, no yeah. answer. Uh. So like, just ask and maybe you're gonna have a yes. Mm. Yeah. You know, so that's a maybe good way of thinking. Yeah. 100%. I was just gonna <laughs> say, I think that's also like, this last two years have, has pushed people out of it into a space where they're like, I'm just sitting at home anyway. Like, mm. who cares if it doesn't work or if it does work? And I think that's really been cool. I know some people obviously haven't had that positive outcome, but like generally people have been like, oh, I want to change my job. I want to try something different. And I think that's really cool. Yeah, definitely. Ooh, the changing your job one. Oof. <laughs> Such a... Such a weird time though in COVID to just be like, oh, I'm going to leave my, you know, however much 100K job and do something really, really weird. I think it's just though, it's like getting like people that just go school, uni, then they get a job and that's all they're known. And they're like, I can do other stuff. Mm. I think it's really cool. Just go if you want to ride a unicycle and juggle for a living <laughs> get it done oh my god we had a guy that came to school every day on a unicycle <laughs> <laughs> i just thought he was like broke and couldn't afford another wheel but that's another story for another time <laughs> uh i think that's all we have time for oh i know i know i really wanted to keep this going this conversation was amazing but i think we'll just have you guys back next year yeah. honestly i think we'll have like a massive oh, panel yeah. let's go <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah we can mix it up with some photography and you can come and Back out some tunes and yeah. maybe maybe a poem, a poem or two. Yeah, yeah. let's go. Just do like this improv background, like, it's like <laughs> intermission. We've got JLD just like on the couch. Out. Yeah, yeah. I just want to say shout out to my best friend Josie. She's the person I first showed my poetry to, and she's the one that really gave me the confidence to be here where I am now. So, mm-hmm. and shout out to everyone in my life. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to everyone. Bless. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for being here and giving us a bit of a taste of what it is to be you guys at the moment. <laughs> um, so any future projects that you guys have coming up that you wanted to spit out? And your socials, oh, yes. get that in there. Tell in us the where to find everyone and what's coming up. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, so yeah, I'll be having a song coming out in the next couple of months uh, with DJ Boss. So mm-hmm. that's Casanova. My Instagram uh, for JLD is jld.vibe. And for like the modeling side, it's Spicy Jackie. um yeah so i'm really excited to be able to you know get that music video done next month and be able to show everyone sweet well you know that in the new year yeah yeah and i have like many shoots coming up that i've been editing guys taking long but i promise you it's gonna (laughs) 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 i'm just editing them (laughs) um and yes i think like like just um follow my instagram and Mm -hmm. then like you can see all these shoots that i do or even like my website but like my instagram is makami m-a-c-a-m-i underscore underscore (laughs) um and yeah that's it love it well thank you guys thank you Um, hope you enjoyed it Yes, oh gosh, thank you so much for inviting us. That was insane. <laughs> thank like, you, honestly. both of you. That's mm. right. No, we'll do we'll do another one next year, and it's gonna be bigger and better and better. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank Bye you. Bye for now, guys. I've been Jamil. I've been Jared. And we are Neon Hotline Brisbane. You.